Welcome to Midday Prayer for Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. Our help is in the name of the Lord, Maker of heaven and earth. The Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 147 Hallelujah! How good it is to sing praises to our God! How pleasant it is to honor God with praise! The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem and gathers the exiles of Israel. The Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The Lord counts the number of the stars and calls them all by their names. Great is our Lord and mighty in power, There is no limit to God's wisdom. The Lord lifts up the lowly, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving, make music upon the harp to our God, who covers the heavens with clouds and prepares rain for the earth, making grass to grow upon the mountains. God provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they cry. God is not impressed by the might of a horse and has no pleasure in the speed of a runner, but finds pleasure in those who fear the Lord, in those who await God's steadfast love. Loving God, great builder of the heavenly Jerusalem, you know the number of the stars and call them by name. Heal hearts that are broken, gather those who have been scattered, and enrich us all from the fullness of your eternal wisdom, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. A reading from the book of Judges. So Gideon and the hundred who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, when they had just set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and smashed the jars that were in their hands. So the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the jars, holding in their left hands the torches, and in their right hands the trumpets to blow. And they cried, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon! Every man stood in his place all around the camp, and all the men in the camp ran. They cried out and fled. When they blew the three hundred trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow and against all the army, and the army fled as far as Beth Shittah towards Zerorah, as far as the border of Abel Meholah by Tabath. And the men of Israel were called out from Naphtali and from Asher and from all Manasseh, and they pursued after the Midianites. Then Gideon sent messengers throughout all the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites, and seize the waters against them, as far as Beth Barah and the Jordan. So all the men of Ephraim were called out, and they seized the waters as far as Beth Barah and the Jordan. They captured the two captains of Midian, Oreb and Zeeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb, and Zeeb they killed at the winepress of Zeeb, as they pursued the Midianites. They brought the heads of Oreb and Zeeb to Gideon, beyond the Jordan. Then the Ephraimites said to him, What have you done to us not to call us when you went to fight against the Midianites? And they upbraided him violently. So he said to them, What have I done now in comparison with you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abiezer? God has given into your hands the captains of Midian, Oreb and Zeeb. What have I been able to do in comparison with you? When he said this, their anger against him subsided. 
Then Gideon came to the Jordan and crossed over, he and the three hundred who were with him, exhausted but still pursuing. So he said to the people of Sukkot, Please give some loaves of bread to my followers, for they are exhausted, and I am pursuing Ziba and Zalmunna, the kings of Midian. But the officials of Sukkot said, Do you already have in your possession the hands of Ziba and Zalmunna that we should give bread to your army? Gideon replied, Well then, when the Lord has given me Ziba and Zalmunna into my hand, I will trample your flesh on the thorns of the wilderness and on briars. From there he went up to Penuel and made the same request of them, and the people of Penuel answered him as the people of Sukkot had answered. So he said to the people of Penuel, When I come back victorious, I will break down this tower. Now Ziba and Zalmunna were in Karkor with their army, about fifteen thousand men, all who were left of the army of the people of the east, for one hundred twenty thousand men bearing arms had fallen. So Gideon went up by the caravan route east of Nobah and Jogbeha and attacked the army, for the army was off its guard. Ziba and Zalmunna fled, and he pursued them, and took the two kings of Midian, Ziba and Zalmunna, and threw all the army into a panic. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Westminster Standards In 1643, the English House of Commons adopted an ordinance calling for the settlement of the government and liturgy of the Church of England in a manner most agreeable to God's holy word and most apt to procure the peace of the Church at home and nearer abroad. After the ordinance passed the House of Lords, an assembly to accomplish this work convened in Westminster Abbey. The Parliament nominated 151 persons to the Assembly. Thirty were members of Parliament. The others were learned, godly, and judicious divines. Five Scottish clergymen were in attendance and had the right of discussion, but not vote. Churches in Holland, Belgium, France, Switzerland, and the American colonies were invited to send delegates, though none came. The Assembly held 1,163 sessions, finally concluding in 1649. The Westminster Assembly conducted its work in a crisis atmosphere. Internal conflicts had nearly torn apart both England and the English Church. Political and religious problems were inseparable. Who should rule the Church? Who should rule the state? What power should the King have? What power Parliament, local councils, and assemblies? The Anglican party stood for royal rule in England with the sovereign also head of the church's government. The Presbyterian party sought to vest authority in elected representatives of the people, both in Parliament and in church presbyteries. An emerging third party, soon led by Oliver Cromwell, wanted local autonomy for churches and limited powers for both king and parliament. Even before the assembly met, civil war broke out between the contending parties. But the assembly went to work and eventually completed the form of Presbyterian church government, a directory of public worship, the confession of faith, the larger catechism, and the shorter catechism. Each document was approved by the English Parliament, which asked the Assembly to add scriptural proofs. 
Cromwell's ascendancy precipitated the end of the assembly. In 1648, Pride's purge forcibly excluded Presbyterian members from Parliament. With the execution of King Charles I in 1649, English Puritanism split into Presbyterians, who protested the regicide, and the Independents, who supported it and aligned themselves with Cromwell. In 1647, the Scottish General Assembly adopted the Westminster Standards for use in the Kirk, replacing the Scots Confession of 1560 and the Heidelberg Catechism. The Standards came to New England with the Puritans, Independents, and to the Middle Atlantic states with the Scotch-Irish Presbyterians. In 1729, the Standards were adopted as the confessional position of the newly organized Presbyterian Synod in the colonies and have played a formative role in American Presbyterianism ever since. The Westminster Standards represent the fruits of a Protestant scholasticism that refined and systematized the teachings of the Reformation. The Standards lift up the truth and authority of the Scriptures. As immediately inspired in Hebrew and Greek, kept pure in all ages, and known through the internal witness of the Holy Spirit. Divine sovereignty and double predestination are also emphasized. In appealing to Scripture to formulate a covenant theology, the standards had important implications for political thought and practice, reminding both ruler and people of their duties to God and to each other. The Westminster Catechisms the larger catechism, written primarily by Dr. Anthony Tuckney, Professor of Divinity and Vice-Chancellor of Cambridge University, was designed for public exposition from the pulpit. The shorter catechism, primarily the work of the Reverend John Wallace, an eminent mathematician who later became Professor of Geometry at Oxford University, was written for the education of children. Both deal with questions of God, Christ, the Christian life, the Ten Commandments, the Sacraments, and the Lord's Prayer. Unlike most earlier catechisms, neither contains a section on the Apostles' Creed. Especially famous are the first question and answer of the Shorter Catechism. What is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. St. Patrick's Breastplate by Patrick of Ireland, circa 389 to 461. I bind unto myself today the strong name of the Trinity, by invocation of the same, the three in one, and one in three. I bind this day to me forever by power of faith, Christ's incarnation, his baptism in the Jordan River, his death on the cross for my salvation, his bursting from the spiced tomb, his riding up the heavenly way, his coming at the day of doom, I bind unto myself today. I bind unto myself today the virtues of the starlit heaven, the glorious sun's life-giving ray, the whiteness of the moon at even, the flashing of the lightning free, the whirling wind's tempestuous shocks, the stable earth, the deep salt sea around the old eternal rocks. I bind unto myself today the power of God to hold and lead, God's eye to watch, God's might to stay, God's ear to hearken to my need, the wisdom of my God to teach, God's hand to guide, God's shield to ward, 
the word of God to give me speech, God's heavenly host to be my guard. Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. I bind unto myself the name, the strong name of the Trinity, by invocation of the same, the three in one, the one in three, of whom all nature has creation, eternal Father, Spirit, Word. Praise to the Lord of my salvation. Salvation is of Christ the Lord. Amen. A prayer when a pregnancy is terminated. God of compassion, you know our secret fears and inmost thoughts, our doubts and our anxieties. Bless us, we pray, at this time of decision. Help us to hear your voice and know your peace. We thank you for Jesus, who knew the challenges and sufferings of human life and preached the good news of your unconditional love. In him we place our trust. Amen. Eternal God, your hand shaped our lives by grace, and your hand rescued us from sin by love. May your hand guide us through this day, shielding us from all evil, strengthening us to do justice and love, in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The God of peace be with us. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.